I will approach anyone, any place, any time. It doesn't matter. Smile in your face. Look for a wedding ring. If I don't see a wedding ring, you have some self-work to do. But now she's whole engaged and all of a sudden you're just like, hmm, maybe I should call her back. Stop it. I mean, cash. Cash always works. <laughs> maybe she should start questioning her, her boyfriend's loyalty. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rap Party. This season, we'll be diving into all the drama from our latest show, Love Locked, brought to you by The Shade Room and Facebook Watch. My name's Jade, and I'm the founder of Sickbird, the production company behind the series. On this episode, I'll be chatting with our matchmaker, Chi, who shares her experience on the show and gives some great advice to the roommates. Let's get into it. How have you been? I've been really good. I'm very focused on my clients. It's getting to be cold again, so there's being more inquiries about finding a match. Kind of wanted to start off by, you know, chatting with you about first impressions or love at first sight. Is that something that you believe in? Is that something that you kind of abide by? Love to hear your thoughts on that. I think that you can be captivated at the first sight, but love, maybe. To be honest, I'm kind of in between on that one. I do think it's possible, but likely, I don't know. (laughs) That's my honest opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love that. We love that you're honest. In terms of like, you know, your approach to dating and your approach to matchmaking, kind of where do you start in the whole process? Usually I have a very thorough observation of them via video chat where we talk about everything, their past dating experiences, what they're looking for. I talk about their flaws. I ask them if they're marriage minded, what it means to date with intention. We talk about love languages. How do you want to be loved in return? And how do you want to receive love? Vice versa. I really want to dig deep to find out who this person is, right? And I always tell them that you can never tell me too much. I'd rather you tell me too much than not enough. So it's a very thorough process. I do not take any phone calls with consultations. They have to be conducted over video chat. And it's a long process. I usually like to get their social media too, because if they're posting negative about other people, maybe they're not ready to date. Or if they're still talking about their ex, Again, a sign that they're probably not ready to date. So just trying to get as many clues as I can. Not everyone is transparent, but I find that with me, a lot of people are. Yeah. As it comes to like being marriage-minded, like you said, how do you know if someone's marriage-minded and like what does it mean to date with intention? That's such a good question. So marriage-minded means that the end goal for you, something you're striving towards is marriage. To be completely honest, most of my female clients do not want to be someone's girlfriend for five years. You know, it gets old really quick. And then, especially if you're incorporating sex, right? And they end up pregnant, then what? A lot of people don't aspire to have a baby's dad with no husband, right? Sometimes it happens or whatever the case may be, but a lot of women aren't looking for that. So it's very important that both the woman, but especially the men be marriage-minded. And that means that you are dating with intention. You are not just dating to play the field or to see what's out there, which I hate. I hate when people say that. I'm just trying to see what's out there. What are you seeing? There's people out there. Like, what are you, what's the goal? Right. So it just it has to do with how they present themselves and what they're truly looking for and that they're looking at the big picture, the long term side effect of things. Right. Not just here and now and what I can get from it. Nice. Yeah. And like as it comes to like the date itself, would you say that like if you're to set like two people up, do you have them kind of go, okay, let's go to your favorite restaurant? Like how has that been with like COVID and everything, too? Like it must be really hard because, you know, I know even like a lot of my friends and people in my life are like struggling dating right now with everything that's been happening. 
it's actually not been that difficult. Here's why. So majority of my clients that I'm matching, especially like the last four matches I've made have all been long distance, ironically, right? Wow. Yeah. So their first date is conducted over Zoom. I usually give them two hours, but there's no cap. I've had couples talk for five hours I introduced them to. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, You know, the energy is good in the aura and they're just filling each other out. But after that, they decide, usually the man will travel to the woman to mm. visit her you know, to just get a sense of it. That's just a gentleman thing to do and then get a vibe for how they are in person. But it hasn't really been an issue. It usually starts off with a Zoom conversation to get a feel for who they are and what they're like, mannerisms. And then if things pick up from there, then they plan to meet each other in person. Now, if I do match people that are, are in the same state, then I find out, okay, what are your favorite foods? Oh, I like seafood. I like soul food, you know, whatever the case may be. And then I make a record of that. And then I'll go to the other person and say, okay, well, this person likes soul food and seafood. Oh, I love seafood too. So I'll choose a restaurant. I would arrange the date and they just have to show up. So I like to take the heavy lifting out of it and just have them focus on being themselves and showing up cute or handsome. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And then like, so let's say, you know, you're on the date and everything's going well. What are kind of the ways that you like facilitate from there? Like, do you set up the first date and then, you know, you kind of let them take it from there? Or like, what is your role in that? So after the first date, every client is, is expected to send me a first date questionnaire. It's about seven questions that detail, what did you like about this person? What did you not like? What did you discuss? Can you see this being a connection that you see growing? Why or why not? Do you see why I matched you to this individual? And that gives me so much insight on where things are going. But because they're adults, I do not babysit. I do not stand over their shoulders like, how are things going? They know they can reach me at any time, but I just allow things to flow organically. And usually they end up pretty well. If they have a question or whatever the case may be, they'll let me know, but they can always access me. I don't set up a second or third date. I let them see where it goes from there. I love that. That's really, really cool. As someone like, let's say you have like a female or a male client and you're reaching out to other men and women, like, do you just kind of like, what's your approach to like finding like a caliber of person that would like really fit with the person that you're kind of working with? Like, cause to me, I, I feel like you're someone that you could just walk up to somebody on the street. Like you could reach out to somebody at the grocery store, like wherever you're very like easy to talk to approachable. So I, I don't know. I feel like number one, this is like the perfect position and job for you. But I'm also curious to know like what your approach is when you go up to someone and then kind of talk to them and like, or, you know, reach out to them via email, DM, whatever that might be. You honestly got it. You got it right. I I do. I will approach anyone, any place, any time. It doesn't matter. If I feel like you're a good fit for my client, I'm going to approach you. Smile in your face. Look for a wedding ring. If I don't see a wedding ring, I'll ask questions. (laughs) Yeah. But I've approached people at gas stations before, gyms, especially for the women and men that say, I really, really want a partner that's fit. And clearly because they're usually fit and they're like, that's very important to me, health and fitness. Then of course I'm going to the gym and scouting. Sometimes I have to get a day pass because it's not my gym, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I'll go. And Anything I'll for the clients. <laughs> Anything for the clients. Because that's my goal, right? I'm not a shy person. If you're hiring me to find you someone, I'm going to look everywhere. I can. Ice cream, the produce section at the grocery store. It really doesn't matter where I'm at. If I see someone that I feel like is a good fit, I'm going to ask them if they're open to being matched. Are they single? Let's have a conversation. And usually they're pretty receptive. I just have to show them my business card so they know I'm legit. <laughs> of course. No, that, that makes total sense. And then can you give us some like background just about like how you got into matchmaking, kind of what it means for you, why you're different, like that sort of thing. Because I know that your approach is very specific. Like I wanted to make a difference, right? I went through a really hard breakup 
from someone that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I was like, I found the one. And then he was like, actually, nah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> devastated. But I took my pain and turned it into power because I'm like, I wonder how many other people felt like this after a breakup that they could never, that they would never find love again. And I wanted to reinstill hope in people. I am different because I take a really direct approach. I'm very open and honest, and I try to be as welcoming as possible. And one of my clients just told me the other day that I have to update her file. And I was like, okay, why? She's like, oh, because I'm starting menopause. And we talked about sexual intimacy, and I'm not feeling as sexually driven as I was before. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much for sharing that with me. But that's the thing. I want people to know that I'm here for you, and I work really hard to get you what you're looking for. But you have to be transparent, and you have to be authentic. Menopause is definitely a part of life and that's okay, but I need to know these things, right? I've also had people that have come to me and said, this has been the greatest experience of my life, but I'm realizing I'm not ready to date. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, you know? So there's a lot of different people in a lot of different phases of their life. And my goal is to help them. My goal is to make dating easier because it's not for everyone. No, it's, it's definitely not for everyone. And I think that there's so much risk in it because you have to be so vulnerable and so open to it. And I mean, you know, I feel like you have to kind of come to dating as like a fully formed individual or else like, you know, you're going to either find flaws within the other person within yourself that you're just kind of not ready for. How do you deal with that when somebody comes into dating and maybe they just have some self-work to do before they can, you know, be a good partner? I'm very direct. You have some self-work to do before I can introduce <laughs> You know, so there's been people that have suggested after the consultation and some telling signs have been if they break down crying from asking them a question about their past or their ex. I've cried a little bit on consultation. They can get kind of intense. I've laughed too. Really hard. Really had hilarious. But my main thing is to figure out, are you ready to date? Because mm -hmm. what I don't want to do is because you said, yeah, I'm ready. I want to hire you. I'm like, yeah, but the way you answer these questions, I don't think you're ready for me to introduce you to someone. I, I don't want to introduce someone to someone else if they're not ready. I always say, if your wounds haven't healed, you're just going to bleed on the next person. You know, kind of to touch on that too, like you were saying, if they come into it with like, let's say depression or something that they're fighting, is there an approach that you take to somebody that comes to you and said, I cheated on my significant other, or I am someone who cheats? Like for something like that, like infidelity, like how do you handle that when it's coming from the person you're trying to match? Mm, yeah. So that's the thing. When we have these conversations during the consultation, if that's something that they revealed, I would advise them not to move forward until they are certain that they have no desire to cheat again, right? But here's the thing about humans. <laughs> they can say whatever they want to say. My hope is that they're going to be transparent, but I can't force anyone to be ready, right? Yep. Sometimes I just have to take it for what they say, take it that they've changed. But what I've learned is that their behavior is what's going to show me that they've changed. How they answer the questions, right? Oh, I've cheated, but you know... I doubt I'll cheat again unless she's really not doing this or that. What do you mean unless she's not doing? You're not ready. Bye. Bye, sir. I have no issue saying thank you so much for your time. I wish you the best of luck in your search because I'm not going to sit here and do this with you. I've turned down people that wanted to pay me before. I don't even want your money. What I want is your heart. If you're not ready to give me that, then how are you going to give it to someone else? I need you to be authentic. I need you to be real. I need you to be vulnerable. I need you to be honest and direct. That's what I need. I don't care if you cheat on every single person that you've dated before. I need to know that. <laughs> Tell me that. Another like topic that kind of came up on the show too, not even just cheating was children. So I think like, how do you deal with, let's say you're matching someone that has a child, you're matching someone who's maybe a father or a mother. Is that something that you take into consideration? Do you find, try and find someone else who also has a child? Like how do you, what's your approach to that? Ooh, good question. Kids always comes up in the consultation. So I've built it into the consultation so I can truly understand their position. So here is how it goes. Okay. Do you have children? 
Yes or no? Okay. You do have kids. Okay. Are you open to dating someone that has kids? How old are your kids? If you are open to dating someone that has kids, what are the age ranges of those kids? Do you care if the kids live in the household? Does joint custody matter? Are you okay with the kids being there every other weekend? Are you okay with the kids, yes, living there full time? Some people don't care about the ages as long as they live there part-time so they can have time with their partner. Some people want them younger. It's like, oh, I want to be able to build a foundation with these children while they're young. Some people want them older. Some people want them older and out of the house. But there's so many different dynamics, right? And then you'll find people that don't have kids but are open to dating someone with kids as long as that person is also open to having kids. And then you'll find someone who doesn't have any kids and only wants to date people who don't have any kids. And then you'll find other people that do have kids and also want to date people that do have kids so they can see how they interact. Are they good parents? Whatever the case may be. So literally, I swim in that ocean when it comes to children and I try to tap on every single thing, especially when it comes to the age range, because I've noticed that that's important for some people. Some people are open to dating people that have kids, but I don't want to date anyone that has toddlers or I actually prefer them to be toddlers so I can connect with them. I've heard it all. And so I'm really in depth when it comes to children. I think it's an important thing to know about. That's great. No, that's, that's truly like, that's an amazing trait to have. And I think that like you as a matchmaker, you're very like in depth, you go into detail. I know that you're big too into like love languages and figuring out all of that and making sure, you know, that you're like, that your clients are taken care of. So, you know, I really appreciate you kind of going through all of that. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on around yourself, around your career, around the show? I'm proud of myself. I am. I I love you. (laughs) It was very tough. You crushed it though. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. I I have nothing but love to each and every person on there. I I think that everyone learned a little bit more about themselves. We went and asked some of the roommates some questions about love and relationships, and we'd love to get your take on them. So the first question is this. It says, let me start by saying my boyfriend is great. He is kind, attentive, and caring, and I think he might be the one, but he has cheated in all of his previous relationships, and it makes it hard for me to fully trust him, especially because he travels for work. Do you believe that people change, or once a cheater, always a cheater? So I believe that people change only if they want to change. The whole once a cheater, always a cheater, it depends on the person, right? It's hard to make that rule for everyone because there are some people that realize this is a problem and they seek therapy or whatever it is that they need. Generally therapy or doing some true self work and reflection to understand, okay, well, these are my problems that I've had and now I'm going to fix them so that I can be a better partner. So I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater, but I do believe that if they do not do anything different than their prior relationships and if they don't put in an effort to change and actually work on themselves and figure out what was making them cheat in the first place then nothing will change right they have to be able to do something that shows their progress and that they're a changed person but i do believe that people can change only if they want to no that's really good advice and what are some of the ways that you've noticed like to spot a cheater Honestly, there's going to be some people that are just really good at it. You know, if they're always having their phone or if it's always on vibrate or if they're always looking at their phone instead of paying attention to you, that could be something to be noted. If they're really secretive when you ask them like what they've been up to or what they're doing, that could also be a sign that they're lying or not being truthful with their responses. Behavior, 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 behavior is everything, right? If they're being consistent and showing up for you to dates on time and not having to reschedule last minute, then of course you don't really have a reason to question them. But again, there are gonna be some people that are just really good at it. There's people that are more slick and deceiving and mysterious, quote unquote, than others. 
So it really just depends on the person. But honestly, having an open dialogue and communication with someone from the beginning and just letting them know how you feel in terms of what you need in the partnership for you to feel valued and respected, that's everything, right? So as long as they're giving you those things and it's being reciprocated, then you should be perfectly fine. It's hard though when you have that history with people not to wonder. And a lot of people are always going to wonder because of their past, but sometimes you have to give that person the benefit of the doubt, especially if they're not giving you any reason to question their loyalty. Yeah, exactly. And like, you don't know too, like what their other previous relationships were like. So that's a good point. Yeah. And if you start diving too deep into that, you're going to lose focus about your relationship, right? Like stop, don't focus too much on what they had before you because that could have been a completely different dynamic. So focus on what's right in front of you and what you have with that person and build from there. That's really good feedback. Okay. Let me dive into the next question. One of the roommates wrote in and said, I love my boyfriend, but I think jealousy is ruining our relationship. He monitors what I post on Instagram and doesn't want me to have too many guy friends. At first I found it cute that he was protective over me, but now I'm starting to worry that he's controlling. When I brought it up to him, he says, that's just how he shows love and how much he loves me. I don't want to end it, but I'm worried I'm being too accommodating. How can I fix this? See, that's the thing. If you're worried right now that you're being too accommodating, that could be a sign that it just may not be a comfortable fit for you. I know people say, oh, I don't want to end this, or I don't know, I I want to see it through. But again, if this is a personality trait of his that he just can't get over, you have to decide if it's something that you want to deal with for the rest of your life. You shouldn't feel like you're always being monitored. You should feel that your partner trusts you, right? Trust is a really big important foundation that should be laid in every relationship. Without trust, you don't have much of anything. So that person would really have to ask themselves, okay, is this something that I can really deal with for the rest of this relationship? You know, And if they are dating with the intent of someday getting married, is that something you want to have to deal with with your husband? Is this to death do you part type of thing that you want to accept in your relationship? You know, And if you already have a conversation with them and they're just kind of saying, oh, well, this is just how I am. This is how I showed this or that. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's a problem. And they're not willing to at least compromise and maybe lean off just a little bit, then you may have an issue. But again, I realize about people, they're really stubborn. So people are going to stay in stuff because they feel like they can't get anything better or they're just so comfortable with this person or they believe they're going to change. But like Maya Angelou says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. You just have to decide if it's something that you want to deal with. And if it's not, you may need to leave the relationship, period. Yeah. And I think like monitoring guy friends and Instagram, like those are some really relevant things like that are happening in a lot of relationships today. Like, do you think when you're in a new relationship, you kind of almost need to like figure out what the line is there around like certain guy friends or, you know, certain things and what's okay to post on Instagram or what's not? What, what do you think should be the go-to rule for that? Yeah. So again, it comes down to communication. And for some reason, people ask questions all the time that could be solved with communication. And I get it. There are some topics of conversation that you don't really want to have with your partner, or you don't want to come off as you're being too needy or nosy or whatever the case may be, but open up your mouth and have a conversation like, Hey, I happen to have some guy friends. I'm more than happy to have you meet them. This is how I met this person. If you feel the need to explain further, you know, just let them know they're in my life. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, because there's going to be some men that really don't care (laughs) at all. And maybe there will be some guys that feel differently. Maybe they had an ex-girlfriend that had a lot of guy friends and end up cheating with one of them. We don't know what the story is. But again, you won't know until you open your mouth and have that conversation with your partner. These are the type of topics that is vital for a long-standing relationship. You want to make sure 
that you two see eye to eye on these things. It's better to address these things before they become an issue. That's what I say. Okay, great. The next one is my girlfriend and I have been together for three years, but she recently gained weight and I'm no longer sexually attracted to her. I've tried different ways to bring it up, like suggesting we work out together or to do a juice cleanse, but she's not interested. Not only is it affecting our sex life, but I'm also worried she's neglecting herself in general. What can I do? That's a really tough one. So body image is a big thing for women, especially in social media, right? Like women get shown what the perfect body is. A lot of women get their body done. And honestly, I don't judge anyone. I think every woman should do what works best for them or makes them feel happy. I do think that it's important for all women to be healthy, whatever that looks like to you. If it's taking a walk, if it's going to the gym, if it's going for a jog, whatever that looks like, if it's just eating better, whatever you can do to make sure that you're maintaining a healthy lifestyle for you, I'm in full support of that. However, for this gentleman, listen, what I don't want him to do is stay in this relationship with this woman who he's no longer attracted to and end up cheating on her with someone else that he feels, oh, she's more attractive, she's more in shape or whatever the case may be. He's already expressed how he feels to his woman. Some men will stick it out because they're like, well, I love this person. I don't really care if she gains weight. I'm going to encourage her. Maybe I'll go with her. I'll encourage her to go to the gym with me, whatever the case may be. And other men, it's that big of an issue where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. He has to do what's best for him. What I will say though, is that beauty fades over time. (laughs) Right. So a lot of men get stuck on, oh, well, you have to look this way, this way. Women go through a lot with their bodies, whether it's birth control, hormonal changes, everything. Right. Especially if after they have children, it doesn't matter. Like women go through so much. So you have to be able to accept her for who she is and what she is. And she's not willing to do anything or make a change. You've already tried stating it to her, whatever the case may be. I'd rather him break up with her if he knows that he's tried everything and she's not willing to make a change, then maybe she's just not the right one for you. Maybe who she is as a person isn't enough for you. It's sad, but it's true. Like some men just can't get over physicality. (laughs) They need that. And if he's no longer attracted to her, I'd rather have him break up with her, you know, so she can just find someone who truly loves and accepts her for all of her than to stay with her and cheat on her and just cause more devastation. So if he's like, what should I do? What you should do is what you've already done. You already tried talking to her. If she's not the woman for you, then let her go. <laughs> let it be and just move on because I do not want you to stay with a woman and end up cheating on her just because you thought that she is no longer meeting your beauty standards because there will be someone out there that will love her for all of her regardless. Wow. I was just like, got chills from that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, the next one is I'm 25 and have been happily with my girlfriend for the last two years. Before that, I dated one other girl through high school and in my early college years. I recently saw that she got engaged and it resurfaced all these feelings. It's all I can think about and I'm worried I made a mistake letting her go all those years ago. Should I reach out as my last shot or is there too much at stake? So if you see that the woman is happy, let her be happy. You had your chance with her, you know? But what I don't want to do is say that, the thing is, I don't know what she's feeling, right? So I don't want to say, don't reach out to her. And she could be like, oh, I've been waiting for you to reach out to me. I don't know what she's feeling. <laughs> so that, that's probably up to that individual. They just have to be prepared to hear, you already had your chance with me. I'm really happy. Please don't ever contact me again. Or you know what? Let's try this again. What I don't want her to do is get married to someone when she still has like hiding feelings or feelings that she hasn't fully dealt with from her ex, right? But if it's just something on his end, a lot of men will do that. Once they see that you've moved on, oh, all of a sudden, let me see if I can try one more time. 
what is it really? <laughs> what is the issue really now that she's moved on? Did you have this inkling for her and this desire to contact her when she was just in a relationship and just had a boyfriend? But now she's whole engaged and all of a sudden you're just like, hmm, maybe I should call her back. Stop it. You need to be real with yourself and ask yourself, why do I really want her back? Because somebody else has put a ring on it. Is that what makes her more appealing? Why wasn't she as appealing or somebody you wanted to hold on to when she was your girlfriend? Ask yourself that. Now, I don't want anyone to live with regrets, right? So if you're tossing and turning, you can't sleep at night, and you really feel like she may be the one, then go for it. You might get cussed out, or it could be the beautiful decision you've ever made. Either way, it's going to be her decision ultimately. But if she's just happy, and you see that she's happy, and you're just kind of jealous because you're feeling away, let her go, leave her alone, and let her be happy. Maybe send her a wedding gift. <laughs> what should they be sending if they're significant others? I mean, cash. Cash always works. They may not accept it, but it's hard to turn down cash sometimes, you know. So I'm just saying. But a lot of men do that, though. They'll see that you're moved on, and all of a sudden, it's more appealing. Yes. Let me just hit you up and see what's up with you. Stop it. Do you really want her, or is it the fact that you know that you're closer to never having her again? You know? It's just, mm -hmm. that, that's annoying. Do the work while you have the person by your side. Okay, last question. I'm a 23-year-old female who has been dating my boyfriend for three years. Recently, one of my mutual friends backstabbed me, and I told my boyfriend I no longer want to be friends with her. My boyfriend respected my decision but continues to contact her, saying he can't just end their friendship over mine and hers disagreement. Am I wrong for being mad about this? Oh, see, for me, it comes down to loyalty. Yeah. If you backstab my man, I'm cutting off all ties with you because I can't trust you. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it should play both ways. Now, it can get kind of sticky, though. So some friendships outlast relationships. That does happen very commonly. But if this person has been proven to be a snake and you can't really trust them because of how they deceived your partner, why would you stay? Maybe she should start questioning her, her boyfriend's loyalty. <laughs> it's three years with you, and you want to stay in close contact with someone who backstabbed me? I don't know. It may have to do more so with what the backstabbing was. You know, like, for instance, if the girlfriend was talking mess about someone and then smiling in their face, and maybe the friend told that person, that's a little bit different, right? But if it's something like betrayal of trust, that's something that they should be wary of. So honestly, I don't know. It, it's a really sticky situation, but loyalty is everything. And if your man isn't being loyal to you, or if he's choosing someone else's side over yours after they backstabbed you, that's a little bit of a red flag for me. I mean, in your early 20s, we experience a lot of loss. You know, there's people that we thought were going to be our best friends and they end up, you know, being someone completely different. And, you know, young love, so to speak, happens at that age, early 20s, whatever the case may be. But just pay attention. Pay attention to the people that you keep around you. But loyalty is everything. And just make sure that you feel that it's someone you want to hold on to. Like, if her man is a good enough person where she hasn't never questioned his loyalty, maybe he needs to see for himself that she's a snake, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you need to just let it go. At the same time, though, if the script was flipped, I don't know. He may feel differently. But that's like her deciding to be really good friends with one of his homeboys just because of what? After he didn't betray him? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like definitely loyalty comes into it. And I think that ultimately, like, she should leave him because one, you're young enough to get out and find something better. And then two is like, you know, at this point, like, three years is a long time. And like, if he's not going to be loyal to you after three years, like, when is he going to be loyal? Exactly. I mean, the person backstabbed you. And but why exactly do you feel the need to still be friends with her? That, that seems kind of fishy to me. I don't like it. So if you're dating someone for, let's say, like two years, 
and you recently break up and now they're all of a sudden making all of the changes that you suggested that they make in your relationship. Is there a certain way that you would recommend responding to that type of behavior? You know what? That is really none of your business at this point because you're no longer together. Just wish them the best of luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great <don't>, advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because why, why? I mean, at the end of the day, they couldn't make those decisions to change while you were together, but now they're making those decisions. They're moving forward. Okay, good for you. I'm happy for you. I wish you the best. And go on with your life. Yeah. You know, just move on. You know, some people learn when it's too late and that's okay. But at the end of the day, just wish people the best and move forward. That's it. Amazing. Well, one last time for everybody, where can our listeners find you on social media? You always post some great video content there and where can they follow you? Thank you so much. They can follow me on Instagram. My handle there is N as in Nancy, Y as in Yankee, A as in Apple, love by Chi. That's B-Y-C-H-I. I'm also on Clubhouse. Chi Love is my alias there. And those are the main places they can find me. If they want to go to my website, they're more than welcome to do so. And that's www.nyaloveanddating.com. And thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us at Sickbird Productions on Instagram to stay up to date with all of our latest projects. And tune in next week for another episode of Rap Party.